0: The Apostle Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do. Woe is me who will deliver me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul said, look, I have failed in my Christian walk. Things that I wanted to do that I knew God wanted me to do, I haven't done. Things I knew I shouldn't do, I've done. I've got a problem, and it's called my old sin nature, or the flesh. How do I find victory in this struggle that I'm facing? And and he talks about how that Jesus Christ empowers him, and he goes into chapter 8 and talks about how the Holy Spirit empowers him and lives through him, that life of victory that he so desperately wants to live. And so uh, you and I need God's supernatural help to walk in victory. Uh, There is no such thing as victory without God's help. Uh, Victory, by God's definition, has to do with a change in the heart and with a a life that is lived uh, with a certain characteristics, the fruit of the Spirit, life that is lived with a certain power. Uh, That is the power of the Spirit of God. And uh, no mere human life could ever accomplish that. We need God uh, for that. And so Paul is writing to the Colossians and he's saying, Look, I want you to understand that I have been doing some intercession for you. I've been praying for you. And I've been praying for you in several different ways because I want you to understand uh, what you need to know I want you to have God's wisdom, and I want you to have spiritual understanding so that you will be able to navigate uh, things in life and understand how to walk in victory. There's a process of spiritual growth by which God teaches us more and more how to walk in victory, how to walk in the fullness of the Spirit, And, uh, and this process happens through God teaching us truths Uh, in our lives. And so uh, we need to prepare to walk in victory by following this simple guideline found in this verse, uh, in a little bit of a second verse here in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. The time of message is preparing to walk in victory. So look with me at verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. Preparing to walk in victory. How do you prepare to walk in victory? The first thing I want you to see is you need to pray for His help. By the way, This is not only um, how to walk in victory personally, this is how to help other people walk in victory. And so, pray for help in your own life, but also pray for God's help uh, in the lives of your kids or grandkids. Pray for God's help in the lives of the people of this church uh, that God will help us learn to walk in victory. That God will teach us what we need to know, that we'll learn how to walk in the Spirit more and more so that we can live victorious, overcoming Christian lives in the strength and power of our great God. I love the fact that uh, David, uh, when uh, he was facing Goliath, is a little teenager. And uh, he says, who is this vile Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? and um, Goliath kind of makes fun of him uh, and and David says uh, you come at me with sword and shield but I come to against you in the name of the God of Israel who this day will help me defeat you see David understood the overcoming power of our great God and so uh, what we need to do if we're going to walk in victory is to plug into that power and one great way to do that is by asking God for what we need. Uh, So, Paul begins, he says, Look, I see that you have this need. God's working, uh, but I'm praying, I'm asking God, because I know that you're going to need some things to help you continue to walk in victory. Uh, The Bible says elsewhere that we're to take up the armor of God so that we'll be able to stand in the evil day, having done all. To stand. That armor uh, is uh, centered around the truth of God's word and our faith and trust in God's word. And uh, some of these things are the very things that he's speaking of here. So we need to pray for his help. Uh, Pray for his help in general, but also pray for his help specifically. You know, sometimes in our spiritual walk, there's a specific area of our life that we're struggling with. Uh, We're all different. We all have different... uh, struggles, and uh, now there's common demand in the sense that there are other people that have those struggles, but, but generally we have different weaknesses, don't we? Some may struggle with losing their temper. Some may struggle with anxiety. Uh, all of us are different, but we can take that specific area of our life to God and pray say, Lord, I am struggling. Uh, I'm failing in this area of my life. I need your strength. I need your power. Uh, would you please help me Uh, in overcoming in this area of my life? Will you show me scripture that I can follow? Uh, Will you uh, uh, give me divine appointments with people who can bring encouragement into my life in this area? Because I need your victory in this, and especially fill me with the Spirit of God so that I can walk in His strength and energy and power. And so uh, take these things specifically. If you know something specific in the life of one of your kids or grandkids or family members, uh, take those specific things to God in prayer and say, Lord, here's this issue. Uh, Lord, would you please help this person, Lord? Give them your strength. Give them your power. Give them your wisdom. Give them the things that they need so that they can begin to walk in victory in this area in their life. It's a powerful thing. James says elsewhere, he says, Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So, as you confess your fault to a Christian brother or sister that you trust, and you ask that person to pray for you, there's a power. James says there's a power in that to bring spiritual healing to the soul of an individual through prayer. So, pray for others. Uh, Definitely, if somebody requests you to pray, pray. And then ask the Spirit of God to pray through you for that person. But pray for His help. So important. So, preparing to walk in victory, how do you do it? Pray for His help. Secondly, know His will. He says, we're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Filled with the knowledge of His will. Have you ever told somebody something and it went in one ear and out the other? I always joke about the difference between... Calling out to the kids, who wants to take out the trash? And how silent the house becomes. And then, who wants to order pizza? And how quickly everybody, oh yes, (laughs) sign me up. Uh, And uh, sometimes how our hearing works. But uh, sometimes in knowing God's will, one of the problems with it is that we don't listen when God tells us His will. And so, um, where do we find God's will? Well, we find God's will in the pages of Scripture. Um, there's, there's a treasure trove of wisdom. There's a treasure trove of uh, knowledge. We, we spoke about it this morning in 1 Thessalonians when we were talking about uh, sexual sin. Uh, God says, this is, your, this is my will for your life, your sanctification. So God spells it out. This is my will. He tells us what his will is in his word. And so we, can, we need to know his will. How do you get to know it? you need to read it. You need to study it. You need to be um, asking God to speak to you as you come to his word. Uh, you need to think about it. Sometimes it's good to pause. If you read something, you say, boy, that kind of disturbs me. I need to go back and look at that. What does that mean? And and begin to think about it. Or Or maybe that encourages me, but what exactly does that mean? And you begin to think about it. The Bible calls that meditation, to meditate on his word, to mull it over in your mind and to think about how does this apply in my life. And uh, But but getting to know God's will has to do with saturating your mind with the word of God. And so every day uh, we need to be seeking God. We have the privilege in this country that we have each each of us have a copy of God's Word. It's it's funny. I I went to visit a, a family in my last church one time, and their little boy had been saved, and and the dad was telling me, "Yeah, we read the Bible all the time." And he said we have family devotions, and he's telling me about all this stuff they do, and and uh, finally he says, "Son, go get our go get our family Bible. I want to show the pastor." And so he's looking, and he's looking everywhere. He can't find it. He's like, you know, well, Dad, where is it? Well. I'm not sure it's back there in the room somewhere, and you know. Finally, he he yells from the back room, "Dad, I found it, but it's all covered with dust." (laughs) uh, So uh, sometimes the problem is we're not uh, in God's word, taking advantage of the great privilege that we have to know God's will. I love what Moses said to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy. He said, uh, "He said these are not idle words for you." this is your life so take these words this is this is more important than the love letter you read from when you were in love this is more important than today's newspaper uh... this is more important than the opinions of the great thinkers of this world in the pages of scripture god shows us what it means to live life and to live it abundantly so we need to know his will Also, we need to know His will as He leads us through His Holy Spirit. and and, uh, Sometimes uh, God may lead us or prompt us in a certain situation to do something or to pray something uh, or to help in some way, Uh, but there may be also times where God begins to work on us and uh, deal with us about serving in a certain way or about giving a gift uh, to God and uh, I remember uh, there was a woman in my last church. She said, uh, "Yeah, God told me." I, it was—it's funny. I'd been praying for money, and it, 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 I'd been praying for money for the church. And uh, and that particular Sunday, I had prayed for money. And she told me. She said, "Yeah, God uh, God laid on my heart to give five hundred dollars to the church last Sunday." And I said, "I said, well, well, that's great." And she said, "Well, I didn't give it." I said, "Well, why not?" She said, "Well, my husband." Didn't want to give it, and so uh, uh, you know. But the Holy Spirit sometimes will lay upon our hearts what He wants us to do. And so, as we as we listen to Him, as we follow His will in our lives, God will help us uh, grow spiritually and walk in victory. Uh, so, uh, how to walk in victory? Pray for His help. Secondly, know His will. Thirdly, seek His wisdom. He says, we're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. Now, the wisdom of God is different than the wisdom of this world. Uh, The wisdom of God has to do with the way that you view life. If you read the book of Proverbs, it, it speaks about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is followed by the wise, and the wise listen to the things of God. The wise seek to please God, seek to follow the path that God has laid before them. But the foolish go on the world's path. And so these two ways of living, or what he's talking about, uh, in the wise way is learning what it means, practically speaking, to live a life that honors God. What does it look like to live a wise, godly life? And so we find those things, and, and we find it in Proverbs, we find it uh, in, in Romans, where he talks about the, the filling of the Spirit, but but there's all kinds of places in Scripture where we learn about God's wisdom. Uh, we can look at the kings, and we see that certain kings listened to God, and obeyed God, and tore down the idols, and uh, and said, hey, we're going to worship in Jerusalem like God told us to do so, and and... Uh, these kings were blessed by God, and then you had other kings that they didn't have anything to do with God. They're, they're bringing Baal worship back and they're worshiping Asherah. All of a sudden, the discipline of God comes in their life, and they're being defeated uh, by foreign armies. And this is the same thing that happens in, in our spiritual lives when we say no to God and when we walk on the wrong path and we're not following God. Uh, basically we quench the spirit of God and sometimes we're, maybe one area of our life we say well I want to do my own thing here but God's blessing is not there for the rest when we when we take that one thing in our hearts and lives and say I'm going to do it this way my way and we quench the spirit of God and Satan begins to come in and wreak havoc and we're not overcoming We're not walking in victory. Why? Because we've quenched the spirit of God and there's no power for us to walk in his strength. And so we're to seek his wisdom. I love what what Proverbs says about it. Seek for wisdom, ask for gold. He says this wisdom is greater than the finest treasure you can seek. It's greater than much gold. It's greater than jewels. It's, It's greater than anything else you could find. If you learn the wisdom of God, it will affect every area of your life. It will bless you in ways that money cannot buy. So seek his wisdom. And as you do that, as you seek his wisdom and you learn how to walk on the path, what does it mean to live a godly life? What does it look like at work? What does it look like in my family? What does it look like in my personal time with God, uh, in the decisions I make in my finances? What does it look like to live the life that God has called me to live? as you seek that wisdom and as you long for that wisdom and begin to implement that in your life, it will help you walk in victory and will bring much blessing to your life. So Paul said, hey, I want you to have all the wisdom of God. I, I don't want any part of it to be left out. All wisdom. And so that's what he's praying for. Isn't that a great prayer to pray? Uh, then he's, he, not only do we need to seek his wisdom, but we need to trust his understanding. He says, uh, we're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. If we're going to walk in victory, we need to trust his understanding rather than our own. I love uh, the, the scripture verse that says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Uh, so trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not unto our own understanding. We're trusting in his understanding. Uh, Isaiah said it this way, My ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. Trust his understanding. Sometimes God wants us to do something that makes absolutely no sense. Humanly speaking, Joshua marched around the city of Jericho once a day for seven days. On the seventh day, he marched around seven times. Shout really loud, blow the trumpets, and the walls will come down. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? But Joshua didn't lean on his own understanding. He trusted God's understanding. And because he did, the walls of Jericho came down, and Israel had a great victory. Um. Moses said, God, you want me to be a messenger to Egypt, but I can't talk right. I I, can't talk right. right." God, this is crazy is what he's thinking. Why would you ask me to be a spokesman for you? And so finally, Moses is struggling with it so much, God says, okay, I'll send Aaron with you. I'll tell you what I want you to say, then you can tell Aaron, and Aaron can tell Pharaoh. (coughs) And then Moses eventually uh, ends up doing it himself. You know, It's amazing how that works. But uh, Moses had to trust God's understanding that God could use somebody like him. Uh, if you want to walk in victory, you need to, to be prepared to go against the grain. Sometimes people will not understand the decisions that you make if you're trying to walk in victory and be set apart for the Lord. Let I me mean, say, well, what's up with you? What's the big deal? Uh, you know, Why aren't you doing it just like the rest of us? But see, you're not leaning on your own understanding. You're leaning on God's understanding. God knows what's best for us. Um, you remember the prophet in the book of Kings? He's, God tells him to go and, and uh, declare a prophecy, and he's, he's supposed to come straight home. He said, I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to eat. I want you to come straight home. Well, he meets a prophet, an older prophet on the way. And the prophet says, come to my house. You're the prophet that spoke at Bethel, aren't you? He said, yeah, I am. He said, well, come and eat at my house. And the prophet said, I can't. God's told me to go straight home. The old prophet said, well, God's told me you're supposed to come to my house. So the young prophet went to his house about halfway through the meal. The old prophet stands up and says, This is the word of the Lord to you because you did not obey my voice. You're going to be killed on your way home. You won't make it home. And the young prophet is killed by a lion on his way home. Well, he did what the old prophet thought he ought to do instead of doing what God thought he ought to do. He didn't trust God's understanding. Paul says, I want you to be filled with all spiritual understanding. I want you to understand from, from the Lord what it is that you need to do and how, how it is that you need to live. And, and that may be different from person to person. God may know you have certain weaknesses in your life. There's certain things you don't need to be doing. And the Holy Spirit of God may give you a conviction about that. You need to listen to that. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're not going to walk in victory. You'll find yourself... Going down a path that God didn't intend you to go down and there'll be regret and there'll be failure. So you need to trust his understanding. Preparing to walk in victory, how do you do it? Pray for his help, know his will, seek his wisdom, and trust his understanding. What happens when we do this? Look at verse 10. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing To him. That's a pretty amazing thought, isn't it? To walk worthy of the Lord, to be fully pleasing to him. Now, you said, I thought we weren't perfect till we get to heaven. Well, that's true. We're not. But for the child of God who learns to take these steps of preparation for victory, there can be seasons of victory. Where we're pleasing to God in every way as we're filled with the Spirit of God. Isn't that an amazing thought? (laughs) How God could use me, how God could use you, and could live through your life, through my life, in such a way that I'm fully pleasing to God. That's an awesome thought. We serve a God who can bring that about through His great power. Walking in victory has to do with living in his strength and wisdom. Uh, If you're a child of God today, uh, make the decision to take these steps of preparation in your life. Pray for his help. By the way, you never cease needing to prepare. Kind of like preparing for battle, right? Keep your gun oiled up. Keep your armor ready so that you're ready for the battle. You never cease, you never, you never reach a point in your spiritual life where you stop preparing. Um, Paul says, I pray regularly. He says that to every church. He says that there's never a time where you've reached the point where you say, I don't need to pray anymore. I don't need to seek God's word or seek his will or, or learn his wisdom. No, uh, every day that we live, we need to be seeking him. You know what, God's given, given a great promise. He said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I don't know about you, but I want to find God every, st- every day I live. I want to find the Lord in the sense of walking with him in close fellowship. I want to live in his power every single day. But I've got to prepare for it. So as a child of God, make up your mind every day I'm going to prepare. Every day I'm going to seek the Lord. In prayer Every day I'm going to spend time in His Word, and I'm going to ask God to teach me and grow me so that I can live and walk in victory. And as you do, God will give you victory. If you don't know Christ yet, uh, you need a relationship with Him to be able to walk in this victory. Because the Spirit of God needs to live inside you to empower you for victory and to uh, help you learn God's wisdom and understand God's word in the way that you need to. And so the first step would be to surrender your life to Jesus Christ and to receive the gift of eternal life. And if you're ready to do that tonight, it'd be my joy to to help you do that, uh, to lead you through a prayer of surrender and receiving Christ. And so uh, Christ died for sin once for all the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God because he died for our sin we can receive the gift of eternal life because he paid for it. So uh, uh, we're, in just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation and to uh, give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord as he leads. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, help us prepare to walk in victory, uh, to pray for your help and to uh, know your will and to, to seek your wisdom and to trust your spiritual understanding, God, and to live in your way rather than...